friends, and welcome to another episode of The Intellectuals. I am your co-host, Tony, and with me always is... Nicholas. <laughs> you're you're waiting for something more. Yeah, I was expecting more. Uh, nice to see you, Nick. Uh, as you know, we were exchanging pleasantries yes. over, the uh, over the telephone this 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 uh, past weekend because I was visiting a dear friend of ours in his in his new beautiful country estate. I can't wait to visit. And, and I, yeah, and and we missed you. And uh, and yeah, you uh, you basically. You were a little bit needy, I would say, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way. No, 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 no. Way, I was, but it's, I was ex- but it's clear that you were missing out. You had a bit of the FOMO, as I they did. say. I did. Because there How we were. How many times did I text you guys? Having a jolly old time. What are you guys doing now? Many. And it's like, it's like, oh god, somebody needs to reply to Nick. Okay, I got it. I was on Nick duty. I, I got it. But it was. It was great. It's great. It was. It was great to hear from you. I almost felt like it was time, there. Please. Next time, no, they give me advance well, warning, and I'll move my schedule around. Yeah, we gave you like months' notice. What are you talking about? Yeah, well, I said I set up. This has been I in the books. A race, you know. I don't know. Whatever, it's fine. Yeah. What are you racing? Who are well, you I racing? Was, me, what Tom, and Marco signed up for a Spartan. You know, a uh, a race. A, sp- a Spartan yeah, race. But then when when did you start doing Spartan races? I mean, I've done a Spartan race before. It's just another one. It's the obstacle course. You know, you climb up ropes and yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, what? What do you mean? You? When was the last time you did a oh, Spartan? Was a long, race? Was These a... are not for. <laughs> yeah, this isn't like, hey, what are you doing? Let's go get a let's go get a bite to eat and then maybe I'm hop a, on a Spartan. You know, people train I'm, for this I'm shit. A, I was tra- training, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> you know, were you going to come in last place at the Spartan? I didn't race? care what place I came. Is that I, what you're... I didn't care what place. So you. So that sounds like a yes. You were going to come in. Last yeah, place. maybe in my last place in my age group. In the oldest age group there? Well, they, I mean, the 60-year-olds, I might, I might beat them. Yeah, right. Because 60-year-olds <laughs> that are out of shape, nine, that's what they want to do. nine years away. <laughs> it's only nine years. All right. Well, I'm very excited for our show today. I, I think too. The, the, guest that we, the guest that we have today, Nick has never met this person. I haven't. Uh, uh, I've known Aaron for probably like four and a half years because that's when I started working where we met originally Aaron has since moved on to greener pastures and he's moving on to even greener pastures wow I can't wait to hear today which is yeah it's fucking amazing uh Aaron is uh I guess he's a he's like a programmer by trade that's what like his day job is but but Aaron is also he's an entrepreneur he is uh I don't know if, if you're a celebrity. You're not a celebrity. I don't. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no, you are. You, but what? What you are? You have been uh, featured in the Moth, which is this incredible storytelling institution. We're gonna hear about wow. that. Also, one time I was watching Netflix, as you do. I was watching like a show with uh, the <laughs> Zach Galifianakis Netflix special, and Aaron was in that. Wow. I didn't know he was gonna be in that, but there he was, which was really cool. Wow. Um, uh, Aaron is also a, a, a writer. Uh, he's fucking funny as fuck. Uh, and we're going to hear all about him. I cannot wait. Please welcome to the show, the great Aaron Pang. Welcome, welcome Aaron. Thanks, thanks, thanks for having me. This is a very legit, like, podcast opening. Like, yeah. You no, know, it just sounds like uh, exactly. Yeah, we don't fuck around. I mean, this is my first podcast ever. That's cool. Oh, really? Well, you've been on you NPR. Know. You've been on The Moth. And those guys know. Yeah, it. but that's like that's like edited. No, of course. Know? Of course. So well, like, I, 
Well, uh, spoiler alert, this is going to be edited too. <laughs> oh, snap. Like that thing right there you just heard? If I'm feeling frisky, I might th- I might edit that out. Right. <laughs> uh, or I might just oh, wow. tell Nick to mute his fucking phone. I, 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 just, I just muted it. I just muted it. And guess who that was? That was my, my siblings. Your siblings? Yeah. We're negotiating a flight. We started recording. We're negotiating a flight. We're going, we're going to uh, Florida, what? so we're figuring out, you know. Oh, nice. All right, very yeah. good. Well, good luck with Thank Florida. You. Enough about you and your brothers, Nick. I was just introducing our, our awesome guest. Sorry. <laughs> it's all my fault. <laughs> you would think after 27 of these, we'd get our shit together. <laughs> but anyway. This has got really car talk vibes. <laughs> just... just, just just two fucking dudes just being like just talking about shit. Yeah, so you've never you've never heard our show, have you, Aaron? No. I have not. And that's okay. And that's okay. And that's okay. I don't do oh, I mean I'm not apologizing, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I love him already. Um Well, you are very kind. Yeah, he's sassy as fuck. I would say that's one if I had to describe Aaron in three words, it would be sassy, sassy, and sassy. I mean you could have just gone with sassy as fuck, because that's three words. <laughs> It's, that's true. Yeah, but then ass been... would be one of the words. Yeah, but yeah, actually, that that makes sense. Actually, all right, all right. So, 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 Aaron, give us like your elevator like like spiel. You know, if we if we just met you, how did I get anything wrong in your description when I introduced you? Well, you do it in your own words, please. No, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm just a guy. Uh, I think uh, a thing that I I talk a lot about this with my roommate where it's like the thing which my cousin um, like a thing that we really pride ourselves on is not like being a thing oh right we don't like we don't like or at least I don't like being labeled which is probably some like some some childhood psychological thing when derived from when I was a kid but it's like yeah I do a lot of different things because i get bored easily and then i end up you know starting to build a laundry list of like sure the things that you've described um but yeah i mean that means i probably just scratched the surface there's probably a bunch of other shit i don't even know about like like for example you learned how to play the trumpet i mean oh yeah that was cool that's uh yeah, you can see it really? in the background in my, in my there's like the, the baby the baby one. Yeah, so somehow Aaron knew that I t- that I played the trumpet when I was a kid and I actually have a trumpet in my house. You know, I used to play the trumpet yeah. from like, you know, from like fourth grade to like my senior year of high school. And somehow yeah. Aaron I don't know I don't know how I told you that, but one day he calls me during during COVID. He calls me out of the blue. He's like, Hey man, can I borrow your trumpet? <laughs> <laughs> I was Damn. like what? Well yeah. Yeah. I mean, you want to, you want to take, take, so basically like, uh, yeah, like, uh, like just to walk through like things in my life. It's like when I was young, like most of my like identity was like a music wow. kid, right? Like I did choir and like, I, I sang with, um, I sang with this like semi-professional like boys choir and like, I just did a lot of music and like, I picked up trumpet recently because it's like, it's really interesting to like learn instruments and think about like the mental model that you have to like approach different instruments mm. with right where it's like i don't know this gets very like technical well right? what, what is like, the mental model for the trumpet that you that you learned well the the well like the trumpet there's only like three buttons right three like buttons. on the piano there's a different button for every buttons a tear different key for every like <laughs> note right? right and and it just repeats in octaves up and down and like in a 
guitar, it's like how long your string is. So like that all makes sense. But in trumpet, there's like a combo component, right? Which is like, like there's like how your lips vibrate determines like the pitch, but then also which buttons you press. So it's like a combo That's of right. the two, which I like doesn't exist really in any other yeah. instrument. Like only brass instruments do it like that. Yeah. Right. Like, cause, cause like reed instruments, Anyways, reed instruments are just, again, about, like, the combo of buttons that you're push-pressing, right? But then, like, there are very few instruments that is, like, a both a, like, physical, like, yeah. lip thing and a, like, hand thing. Most of it's just, like, a hand thing. Yeah. And, like, like anyways, it's that was just... I so, so, like, so for whatever reason, you're like, oh, three buttons, lip thing? That sounds like an instrument I want to play? Like, why did you choose the trumpet, you know? and I mean, well, because, yeah, because it's, one... I don't know. It's just, it's, I don't know. Because like it's cool. cool. People like fucking, yeah, it's like the fucking cool people play brass instruments, right. right? Nobody's ever like, oh shit, like that oboist is fucking lit. <laughs> I, again, 90% of the things I do is to, look cool. to like up, yeah, to be able to list it in this list of things and be like, wow, he does so many cool things, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I do, I, I pursue my life in, in, in that way. If I were to take an instrument, a, a horn, Specifically, I think the trumpet would be the one yeah. because it looks the coolest. It's like you're holding it, you're moving it. Yeah. It's got, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like it's set in a position like a sax or, you know, it's like you can like, I don't know. It just seems like an active instrument. Yeah. Nick, Nick, uh, for those listeners yeah. uh, who can't see the Zoom video, Nick just did some kind of a, a around the horn <laughs> kind of like a movement right. that you would see at a marching band. Yeah. It was very, it was very uh, dynamic. It was. Very yeah. dynamic. Yeah, it's. I think I think um, similar to in craziness is a, is a trombone. Same thing. Your lips yeah. have to do a lot of work. You're also just like getting a workout. You know, you're pushing this thing around. Yeah. You can do that move that Nick just did, just doing that circle thing. It's, it's, it's wait, is that a legit thing. move? Trombones are dope. Is that a li- li- yeah? That's like if you watch like marching bands, they're like da 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 da. They're moving it around. Right. I was just doing Louis Louis, which is a classic. See, yeah. marching maybe that's band the song. instrument I should take up. Trombone. My son plays guitar. We got a bassist downstairs. Yeah. They're, they're they're practicing right now downstairs right now. They're their band. It's the best band, a trombone, <laughs> a trombone, a guitar, like, not a like bass. an electric guitar, right. like a. Right. Please welcome the father and son team. <laughs> a trombone and a guitar. <laughs> Nick just goes like yeah, that. Exactly. Oh, it's good. All right. All right. Trombone. It, it sounded uh, okay, better so, in my. So head. Aaron, back to. You. <laughs> back to your, back to your uh back to your uh labels you use the word labels I, you know that's a terrible word but sure, how else sure. how else would you label yourself musician uh i mean yeah I, I like did a lot of i mean music's definitely like a minor part of my quote-unquote identity now um i mean like i don't know uh yeah like sure i've started a business um like doing random ass stuff um like I think the one that again comes to mind the most right now is like tech boy or like tech person. <laughs> um, it's what has dominated tech most boy. of my time in the last. Right. Yeah, tech boy, but like with the I, not a Y. Right, 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 right. Um, right. And then, and then, um, but that's like by trade, right? Like what I studied in school and like you know the job that I ended up getting and the industry that I ended up working in. Um, most recently it's like, I'm making a big transition in my life. So yeah, like I'm going to writing Ooh. school. So I, I'm hoping to, yeah, yeah we're going uh, to get to that. I'm a writer. We're going to get to that. That's, that's uh, so amazing. 
because uh, I just found yeah. out. Oh, Aaron, how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? You're still a young pup. I am 28. 28 years old. I'm 28. 28 years yeah. old. You got a face and of a 15-year-old, so... and I mean that uh, yeah. in, in the most positive way possible. Really, really baby-faced. Yeah, that's, you don't, that's you don't gonna come in really at all. handy when and you're actually old, like like us. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, like uh, what you call it. I got. I don't know if you guys got voted any superlatives in high school, no. but like, no. My superlative is most likely to get carded at thirty. So like, <laughs> that's uh, yeah. So yeah, it's still it's, it's, still pretty accurate. I would say beyond. Yeah, I, yeah I, no. I, didn't I get mean, one. yeah. It, yeah, I needed to I was I, I, I kind of just kind of you know hid in the background of high school. Yeah, I, w- I went to a very small school, so like, you went to school in Oakland, California, right? Yeah, I, I went to school. You know, I'm a local Bay Area boy. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, like other things, labels, Chinese boy out of the Oakland city represent. You know, Oakland gotta, city. Gotta be proud of where you're from. That's right. Yeah. How has Oakland changed and, in in the years that you've been alive? I mean, it's really weird because the change was, was relatively sudden for me. Granted, one, I also grew up in, like, the bougie part of Oakland. Right. Right, like, I uh, I grew up in the hills, um, so not what people normally understand as Oakland to be, but um, exists. Um, and then, uh, uh, I mean, but Oakland's changed, I mean, a lot based on just like where you can go now where it's like still like now much safer Mm -hmm. um but like i went to college and the change happened when i was in college right so it's like like i left in 2011 and then came back to 2015 and like those four years it's like oakland changed like leaps and bounds Hmm. right like just beer gardens and shit everywhere (laughs) like like you can you and the sign of progress uh, yeah i mean like yeah no it's just fucking like i mean this is what we what we call like you know just hipster hipsters fucking everywhere and like but only also again only in the like neighborhoods in which we, we the you know gentrifying neighborhoods right but it's like yeah like when we were when i grew up like you don't go down down go to downtown or right? like really? downtown is like not a place you go right wow. and now it's like you go yeah, out there's craft cocktail bars because, everywhere yeah exactly yeah right and so quite nice, so actually. that's like a <laughs> no it's 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 one of those things where like people talk about how they're like oh yeah tell me what to do it's fun and i was like all of the shit's new right like <laughs> all the old stuff it's like like one the people asking usually don't feel safe enough to go do the like fun old shit right right? and then like (laughs) right and then it's like but then they like they want to go they want recommendations and i was like i'm just gonna like look it up on yelp too like but i guess i can say that i'm from oakland so like sure like yeah go to this right that's cool yeah you know um the only the only i guess the only region that like i got a lot of like ownership and not ownership just familiarity with that has changed a lot less is like you know little saigon and like chinatown little saigon chinatown in oakland there's a little saigon in oakland this is how little i know yeah there's a little that's there's a little little. saigon how little is it is it like it's grandma's house is it like one grandma's house how little is it what are we talking about uh it's like maybe like five blocks Wow. wow In, that's, that's I had no idea. Yeah, I mean, but it's again, it's on like again. If you know, 
uh like streets in oakland right like it's on international which is right. that's why i don't know the it's... thing that it's it's the big street that cuts through like all of east oakland goes all the way from like the bottom of oakland all the way through the top of the on the east side right and it's like the street if there's if there's shenanigans like if there's shenanigans happening yeah, it's, it's a good chance it happened on international avenue yeah, international yeah, avenue man, it's like it's Love like it's it, Yes. Yeah, it's it want one. It's a boulevard. All right, um, sorry. And uh, and uh, two boulevard of shenanigans. Um, but but yeah, it's like it's known as like a dangerous mm. street, right? But then like I don't know. It just it's like a place that we went to eat and shop and stuff, right? Because it was a little bit closer than right, Chinatown right, right. itself. We still go to Chinatown, right? But like. I don't know. Um, that's also just like a lot of the like Viet community in um, Oakland are like Viet Chinese people, right? So they like have that crossover of like they are Vietnamese, but they like speak Chinese too. You did did you did you go down and like interact? Because you are Chinese origin, correct? Yeah. Did you go yeah, and yeah. and like and like hang out with like a Chinese community in Chinatown, or was it just more of a destination? And this is where the restaurants are. Yeah. So, I mean, that's also, like, an interesting thing where it's, like, I'm not a Chinatown kid, right? Where it's, like, there are the kids who grow up in Chinatown and they're, like, Chinatown mm -hmm. kids. And it's, like, I'm not one of those, right? And, like, um, and those makes it sound weird. But, like, hmm. it's it's just, like, I'm, I'm, I didn't grow up in, like, hang out in, like, community centers and, like, in Chinatown. Right. We went to right. Chinatown a lot, but it was, like we drive to Chinatown. And so you went to get haircuts would you, there. it's not a place. Would you go? Yeah, we went to get haircuts there, grocery shopping and things like that. Would you go into Chinatown for like Chinese New Year and see lion dances and all that stuff? Uh, not see that. Yeah, like it's interesting because it's like there's a group of like, like newer, more recent, like, like 80s and like kids who grew up my age, like born here. That a lot of the time it's like yeah you don't engage with like a lot of that again because you're not part of the community it's like your parents are like my parents are like i don't want you to go fucking like go learn how to shit. <laughs> right and it's also my parents also like hate crowds so they're just always like right, uh, right, right. they're like dude why do we want to go like fucking hang out with all these people right um and that's more of a factor i thought all chinese people were like that until like i met other chinese people <laughs> at like school and shit and then i was like wait you guys hung out with chinese people and they're like yeah like what are you talking about and i was just like my parents hated people <laughs> right or I, no no like it's more like their 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 group of friends all right. lived in like right. farther east bay right they lived in like fremont and stuff so it's like much more burbs like living so you had right? like and white like friends that. growing up essentially yeah yeah i was i was like right it was like me and this one other filipino kid right in in, in like in middle school and then like high school was a little bit more diverse but yeah it was not that diverse um the business that you have the the clothing line that you have right yeah you yeah. want to talk a little bit about that because that i mean that straight sure. up talks about your essentially your roots in a way right you've done yeah full circle yeah on that so like yeah i mean after college like i started working and started doing work and the like work was like fine um and like my family's really small like extended family i have 
one pair of cousins, like direct, mm. like first cousins. And you live with one of right? them? And, Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. It, and the, the same cousin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so I live with Andrew, who's my cousin. Uh-huh. And we both grew up in the East Bay. And like, I don't know, we just like lost touch in high school, but we were really close when we were younger. And, and like after college, we like were, I don't know, grabbing drinks and stuff. And Andrew loves to travel and I, I enjoy traveling too. And he was just talking, you know, like um, we basically started a company called like Mando Clothing, um, which is we're not like working super actively on anymore. But um, and Mando is like short for like Mandarin. Oh. Um, it's like basically like the like, you know, like the the collars that don't fold down. And instead, they're just like this little like yep. band collar um basically like it's a very like kind of eastern style right there's style versions of it out of like india like they're more called like the nehru color like it's not like of one specific region but it is popularized by like the manchurians in interesting i I thought when you said mando it was going to be mandalorian (laughs) (laughs) sure sure we're just 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 boys who love 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 uh mr bay area right right, right. Lucas. so so um, i bought a mando shirt i should have worn it today because yeah. that would have been cool but it's dope i right, love it because right, beautiful like all these cool patterns but yeah on a pod- but it would have been you would have been excited to see me wearing my mando but it's it's yeah, just yeah, beautiful yeah. short sleeve like great material great pattern cool mm. like cool like collar like aaron described yeah. wow I you know yeah. I don't use it much because it's kind of fancy and I don't get fancy during <laughs> COVID. But what, what are we gonna do? Wearing around, yeah. walking around a Mando, a cool Mando shirt. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna and be so, it soon. And yeah, and so like, the brand is like off of this one style, right? Where it's like a lot of kids who grow up in other parts or like grow up having a country to go visit mm-hmm. for family and stuff. Like you talk to a lot of like Indian kids, a lot of like Chinese kids, a lot of like Korean kids, um, actually a lot of just kids from Asia. Um, they all have like a bunch of custom tailored clothing from their trips home, mm, right? right. Um, like you you go out and like a lot of the time their button downs are all just like perfectly tailored because you go home and it's cheaper Cheap. to get custom tailored tailored clothing, right? right. right? And it has a very like it's also a lot of the time like those tailors just know our body size body shapes better right right and so like and so yeah like every single time i would go back to china i would always come back with like four or five like wow. nice shirts. and andrew when he yeah yeah and like andrew would also travel and like get these very distinct styles that were like very kind of of the like of that side of the world and he was just like man this style is cool and like it's like people are definitely starting to like want it more and we wanted to start a brand that basically did that and then you, you would wear green. it and people would probably be like that's a cool shirt where'd you get it yeah right? yeah, yeah exactly right and that's the goal right yeah. the goal is to like stand out a little bit and then um a lot of the patterns that we like the like fabric patterns we did we did five releases over the like three years that we worked and um there are a lot of the time like deconstructed versions of like kind of visual motifs of that are like chinese or like uh east asian right and so like we had the one that i think tony has is like a shirt that has like basically it's like calligraphy chinese calligraphy but like i'm gonna go get it yeah go get it i was just about to say go get it i want to see this yeah um i mean you can also just go on instagram and see better like it's like one you get to 
Well, you get to see it on Tony, which is just like not that great. To look Tony's at. not great to look like, at. Um, yeah, exactly. So what do I and Google? Then, um, um, uh, just Google Mando, M-A-N-D-O, clothing. All right, let's see. Um, and then, yeah. I'll wait for Tony. Oh, man, it's giving me a lot of Mandalorian stuff. But I do, I do see. Clothing.com? Yeah. Oh, Mando Clothing. Oh. So here I am. I'm, I'm oh my here god! It Check it out. Oh my god! It's that. beautiful. So dope, right? Look at that shit. It's just, it's just like a nice, clean cut. Maybe because, uh, maybe because I'm a slim fella like you, Aaron. It just fits mm -hmm. real nice. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's yeah, like yeah. a slim cut. I would say. Yeah. But it's dope. Right. And so yeah. I walk into a party with this, people be like, "What's up?" What? Right. And it wasn't ninety nine cents. <laughs> It was not 99 cents. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful, Aaron. Kudos to you. So, so you you, you put this well, on Tony, the Tony's a big 99 cents. No, no, I mean, yeah, I, that's. I was just out of some reason Macklemore and uh, came to come mind when he said that. Uh, sure, sure, sure. Oh, oh, yeah, that's uh, that's Aaron. So you you put this you put this on the back burner. This this because like you could you could you could make a living probably like if you really. You know, put the put the marketing and the time and all that shit into it. It's just a lot of work, I mean, obviously, right? Yeah. One, it's a lot of work, and it's like me and Andrew are both like software engineers, being <laughs> like, "All right, we're just gonna go on Alibaba and like hit up production and like right. you know be on WeChat, fucking chatting with people, talking about you know the the fucking tech packs for patterns and like shapes and." doing all these things we have zero expertise in right which is one fun a factor of how cool the world is right right that like two random ass non-fashion people can get a fashion brand out mm. but then um but then like also it's the ultimate like do you guys have no expertise in this and like we realize that you have to like really love fashion to do fashion <laughs> yes and also just the aspect of like menswear is just a smaller market you want to make money like selling clothes like sell the women right right it just the amount that women are willing to spend and is just way higher yeah right and and again the goal wasn't necessarily a like money making thing right like it's it was more of like a passion like culture project right like we wanted to make something that represented who we are and like a lot of the clothing isn't super traditional right it's the idea of taking something yeah. right and right who we are aren't we're not kids off you know, we're not kids off the boat right we're like we're like kids who grew up here and so like you know one of our like cheesy taglines is like hip-hop in chinatowns because yeah we love hip-hop in chinatowns right and like it's it's cheesy but it kind of captures it's, the like, it's air of what we were going what we're going for like i said i haven't put it on yeah. in a while because of covid but it just feels so good yeah. man it's just a great fucking shirt yeah. and i remember when i ordered it yeah. it came i guess you del i guess you hand delivered it to me but it came yeah. in a nice box and it was like a great presentation it looked it looked yeah, luxurious dude. it was beautiful it's like these guys are gonna fucking oh that's it. the calligraphy is that the calligraphy yeah, this, uh, yeah. yeah yeah i see it yeah it's and beautiful. so it's like it's like yeah and so like you know this apartment that you guys see are, are looking into is the the mando fulfillment <laughs> <laughs> you, boy, you, boy. 
You're always uh, just folding up a bunch of shit whenever orders come in. That's great. That's great. Yeah. So are you still, are you um, like, it's in the back burner, but are you are you still making sales? We, so yeah. I mean, I mean it's we, just a product we, of we like st- literally buying ads, right? At this point, you just buy yeah. ads on shit and then enough people see it and then people will buy it. I mean, isn't it that, this is that simple? Only, yeah, I mean, huh. that it is that simple, but the main thing is like, so the, the things like, it's nice to have friends who work at Facebook because every employee of Facebook gets uh, like two, three hundred dollars of ad spend. Really? And yeah, it's pretty. It's did not. If you guys just have friends at Facebook and you guys want to like promote shit, right? Like like just this go podcast, and ask for their ads that. credit. Yeah, like this podcast. Just go I actually ask, have a ask friend for their, or two. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And just like be like, are you guys using your ad credit, right? And like. You guys can you learn one learning the app. Anyway, this is this is just random tech shit. But like, it was just like yeah, we just have a friend who was just like oh yeah, you can have my ad credit because I don't wow, do anything great. with it, and you just we just do it because we're not trying. Because one, Facebook ads are still pretty expensive. Right. Um, right. But yeah. But so 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 do you know like if you if you were to put a you know hypothetical three hundred dollars into Facebook, what kind of sales would you get out of that? You know like oh, like. It's very One. very up in the air. Yeah, it's like very yeah, very right. low. Like three hundred dollars is like nothing. Right. It um, goes it goes fast. Yeah. Uh, but like, so I mean, I do have things to promote for man. Like we we've stopped making like really like big lines. But like, I mean, this past like uh, Asian Pacific Island Asian Pacific, APAM, Asian Pacific, <laughs> um, Asian American Asian Pacific, Pacific Islander. No, no, no. It's A P A A A P I. No, okay. Uh, it's Asian Pacific American Heritage oh, Month, oh, right? Oh. The the month of May. Oh, I, I fucked up. Uh, right? Do I know? Yeah, yeah. Usually, yeah. Um, that's why I just, I just, that's how like you have conversations with Tony, right? You just, he's gonna start talking and you just push through. You just like you gotta stay that's on right. your message. You gotta stay on. You message. can't let him bully you. Um, can't let him bully you. But yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that's good. And uh, like. We, we ran a, like a charity campaign, right? Where we're like, all right, we want to see how, we want to like give back and we want to give back both to like Chinatown organizations, but also like Oakland organizations. And so we picked like two, um, shout out to like uh, Family Bridges, which is like a community center in Chinatown and um, the East Oakland Collective, which does like food security stuff in deep East Oakland. Um, hmm. But uh, basically we were selling these like, t-shirts in which we made the design that looks like the warriors like oaklandish oh, like, nice. uh, logo and it it's like again t-shirts sell way easier right. than like actual like right. fancy fitted shirts and, like, right yeah and then so and so like we sold t-shirts and the the charity will go and continue to exist for as long as people are willing to buy and we've made we've raised well we matched but we've raised close to like ten thousand dollars this past holy month holy shit um yeah, it's it's good. I'm I mean again, t-shirts are easier to much easier to wow, selling cool. t-shirts. Unbelievable. Okay, so let's let's switch gears for a hot minute. Yeah. Because the last time I saw you was like a couple of weeks ago. We had a delightful uh yeah, yeah. what was that? A lunch? Or was it a dinner? That was a dinner. We had a delightful dinner. It was, it was a date. It was a date on the roof of my apartment. That's right. It was very romantic. You you were kind enough to get Gus's chicken, Gus's world famous fried chicken. Is it good? And you told me about the moth, which was Fair. fucking mm-hmm. shocking. I had no idea you were doing this. And then you told me about this writing thing that you're doing, which is also really exciting. Yeah. So let's start with the moth. For, for listeners who don't know what the moth is, 
The moth has been around for years and years, maybe decades. Yeah. I remember that shit back in New York. The, once once a week or so, the local NPR station would would play this would play this thing where people go up on stage, and they and they tell a story. The stories are like ten ish or so minutes, and it's in front of a live audience. And the stories are always amazing. And and this has been going on. It's an institution. And now, from what I understand, it's 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 expanded to like it's in multiple cities and. It, it's a live show. Obviously, you go see it, but it's but it's is it still on NPR, Aaron? Do they still? Do, yeah, they do. I mean, it's on Sunday evenings. I think most of the time. Right. Um, but yeah, basically, it's like it's live storytelling, right? So unlike other radio shows, it's people and get just, on a stage yep. and it's just recordings of people like and 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 they just tell like a depending on they tell like a twelve to twelve minute story or sometimes they'll like. For the open mics, they tell like a five-minute story, hmm. five to seven-minute story, right? And yeah, it's like a pretty big national organization, and like the best way I can describe it, it's kind of like the like intermediary point between like spoken word poetry, which is like usually pretty serious and like you know very rhythmic and lyrical, and like stand-up comedy, right? Which is like all about the like jokes and like it, it you you want to get everything into like a two-sentence bit, right? Um. Hmm. But then this is like, yeah, you tell a story about your life. And a lot of the time people like the organization does a really good job of like either telling, finding really interesting like astronauts to tell their stories mm. about yeah. crazy shit that they do. Right. Or they, they do a lot of like regular day to day life stories. Um, and like for me, I've I think about like the things that I I don't know, like when you were kids, like what did you do that your parents didn't have to force you to do or like you know school for me was like always a thing that my parents like forced me to do right most and, parents forced their like, kids for to me, go to school uh, yeah yeah <laughs> right 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 but it's like like i don't know like a thing that i enjoyed doing was always like speaking like i enjoyed giving speeches and shit like again You're a weird i kid. ran <laughs> yeah i know right um i'm a it's like i'm just a ham like i just fucking love the stage that's, and, like, that's again <laughs> Uh, uh, as an adult, I can just acknowledge that that's like a thing All that right. my soul, and you. I'm like okay with it, right? Um, but uh, you ever get any stage but, fright doing that stuff? No, not like it's once because that's again, like people's biggest fears, like, right? Like the in the world, but yet you were you yeah, I mean, you, you always were were kind of comfortable talking in front of people. One. Like, I got really good at practicing, right? Like, I think like that's the thing where everyone's like, "Oh, you're so natural." And it's like, no, like I've right, worked. Right, right really hard on becoming comfortable on a stage right and and there again there's just a lot of like things that you can do to like make yourself comfortable but then i don't know that's just like a thing i enjoyed i like ran for student council not because i wanted to like do student council shit but because i like wanted to give a speech like shitting on this other guy who like ran for student council and i like wanted to beat him and then like i, beat him and I was like well i guess i'm fucking like class president now or whatever. Aaron, give us Anyways, give us uh, give us the give us top five tips for being comfortable in front yeah, of Yeah, I was just about number to ask. Practice. I wanted I wanted to hear hear that. I wasn't yeah. gonna number one is practice. Um, I'm gonna give you that one. I'm gonna take that one for free. Give me four more, please. In no particular order. Uh I mean, yeah, like one yep. Yeah, so one's practice, like work on use the material that you like know, right? Like one of a a joke that always works and always can get a chuckle even when you like are bombing is when you bomb a joke and you go wow that fucking bombed and you just get like really meta about it and like 
like I do that in meetings. I'd be like, "Hey, how's everybody doing?" And you know, just like say something funny, and nobody right, laughs. Right, and I'm right, like, right. "Well, that's not gonna." That. And then like everyone always chuckles at that, right? And it's like you get nice. the first chuckle, and it's always just like right. that. Um, I think I think this is a very hard. This is I don't know five things. All right, give me give me uh, one more. Jesus, Aaron. I think one. No one. No, I'm now. I'm just thinking. Okay, I'm trying to have like this is called the intellectuals. Okay, I'm trying to be like <laughs> fucking thoughtful about shit. <laughs> right. There it is. That was meta. Um, he just met at us. He just yeah, did. Yeah. And God damn it. Uh, and um, I think for me is like a big thing is like not actually caring. Yes. Right. Like, like knowing. Yeah, like walking onto stage and feeling confident. Oh, I was telling a friend about this recently where it's like I used to do debate in high school hmm. and like I was terrified of debate because there is an active person arguing with you trying to make you fail, mm-hmm. right? Unlike regular speech giving, it's like you go on and you right. just do what you practice and you're good. But like there is somebody who might be better than you who's just fucking trying to own you, <laughs> right? And debate was terrifying to me. And but a thing that I used to do to like feel confident was like getting in that mindset. And like a thing I used to do was like I love to sing, so I would go into a bathroom and just like belt out a song before each round. I right? love a and parade. Like, what would you sing? What was your song? What was your go-to song? Uh, I I, I believe sing... I can fly. No, no, no. I mean, it's actually like shit, like on that level of cheesiness, <laughs> yeah. right? Where it's like my mom like loved Josh Groban, and I would just sing a Josh Groban song in the bathroom of like some random like <laughs> school campus, right. and kids will walk in, in, and we're all in like fucking tacky ass suits that don't fit, <laughs> right? And you're just like, dude, what the fuck? And the kids would just be like, you guys hear about the kid who's like fucking singing in the bathroom? And I'm just be like, dude, I'm walking into this round feeling confident, yeah. right? So it's like not caring which is again that like chicken and egg problem of like yeah you need to feel comfortable so you need to not care right, right. it's like that's that's uh that's i've, I've actually thing. i've actually read about that tip and i use it myself occasionally not the singing part but there's yeah. like this thing where you you stand in front of a meeting uh instead of a mirror in front of a mirror i should say and you do yeah. like this power stance you know you're kind of like that or you do like yeah. this superman kind of like that and you just like you you act stupid. You do some kind of a some kind of an emotional release. It's like an audio thing. Yeah, and, yeah. You just, and it just yeah. You, you, there's something about it that just makes like your brain go, okay, everything's gonna be all right. Just get out there and kill it. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Uh, um, but and then yeah, and then the other one is like make fun of somebody. Like, you know, you oh, know, like how how do you how do you get power? It's like you, by by destroying other people. <laughs> roast. Actually, this is a, a proper roast. It's a terrible. Yeah, I mean, it's oh, like maybe it's like, like a little ribbing. You don't have to destroy them. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. No, no, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You're, you're not trying to be mean, but you're trying to one also do it to somebody who can take it, right? right. Like, 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 uh, like Aaron like, Pang again. Tony, <laughs> yeah, Tony's a great, great target, right? Because again, Tony doesn't give <laughs> shit, right? But, uh, but um, I don't know. It's just like, yeah, like you, you get like a, I don't know. For me, being a little bit funny is is very important, but. um yeah. All right. It's like feeling confident. That's it. That's it. So tips tips on public speaking. So tell us about the process of how you got onto the moth, this 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 like famous speaking thing. Sure. So then like I basically started doing their open mics, which they have in most of the major cities, which happen once a month usually. Um 
And I was like, oh, I'm going to go to one every month and I will try to speak and put my name in a hat. Um, So you did the five minute open mic thing. So you had a five minute story. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so like for like two years, I think it was like every single, every single event was always on my calendar and I would have like a story, like, and every event has like a theme. And so you would have to, you'd be forced to write a story on a theme, right? About your life. And then, so I did that for like a couple of years, pretty like religiously and i enjoyed it so it was like very fun what did you get out of it and what did you get out of it besides just like the applause at the end uh well i mean there it is a competition right so like if you're good right so like they they have like judges in the audience yeah so it's like so the the format's usually like uh every there's a winner of every single like night and there's 10 storytellers and then the winners of all every six months we'll get to do a big show in like the castro theater in the uh, in the castro right and um in sf and a lot of people brings out a lot of people wanting to perform in that larger event do you use um the story that you originally told to get there or you do a new one no 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 it's like a new theme and they give you the theme like a month ahead and then you you have to go right um how many people go on the open mic like how long is the is like the thing for it's it's about like two hours Damn. so it's 10 people five five stories five minute stories 10 people but like i don't know it's like a lot of like two minute i don't know it's about like 10 minutes per and person. and what's so like the like two hours. and are there lots of regulars like are, there, are people pretty good at this point like you don't get any like idiots so, up there like drunk like bullshitting right so there are sometimes the best stories are the people who don't give a shit spontaneously do it right. and like uh sometimes it gets really really bad um right. but like the Bay Area filled with like, I don't know, people who work in a sp- the tech industry but have hopes and dreams elsewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Draws a lot, or like Berkeley specifically has a lot of like old white people who are like, they're like, this is my hobby now after I'm retired right, or right, whatever, right? Right, and so like there are a lot of regulars in the Bay, um, and. Most of the time, I my name does not get picked out of the hat. It's maybe like a thirty percent chance of getting oh, picked out of the hat. Oh, right. Because it's like, yeah, like usually there's like twenty five to thirty names, and only ten get picked out. Right? Gotcha, so, gotcha. So like you're, so yeah, and um, the shows are fun. The shows are good, but uh, because of the time limited format and like it gets sometimes it gets decently formulaic, right? It there, there's like, and or and a lot of the time the stories create more drama than than they actually are or a lot of i don't know it's just it a lot of the regulars are like i'm a regular so i have to like keep having new stories and like mm. you know not everyone's life is that interesting so it's like so so you got the bay uh, area people that do this and 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 yeah. you you put your name in a hat you get called occasionally how many times did you go up mm-hmm. on stage and you know from the every month i so it was two times a month i see because there's one in Berkeley and then there's one in San Francisco. Where is it? Where is it in Berkeley, by the way? Berkeley's at Freight and Savage. Salvage. No shit. Okay. In downtown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know where that is. It's yeah. um um and yeah, great venue. And um, I think I've gone on stage maybe like six oh, yeah, to please. eight times. Wow. And so that's uh, yeah, and uh, there have been many times where I felt like I won and I didn't because again. The judging. <laughs> so who's the judge? They have like Anyways. a panel. They have like a panel. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they they just have they pick people out of the audience, 
right? And like, and it's usually like parties, and they like give scores out of ten. Got it. Um, um, yeah, and uh, yeah, no, it's fun. Okay, so it's so like, you do that, and the winners then they're the ones that go and get basically a little bit more of a spotlight. That's how it works. So you must. No, have, so you must like have won. A, they do like a. So they do like a grand slam show. So that's still open micy stuff, right? You win, and then you, the ten winners of the last six months get to do a big show at the Castro Theater. So that's like got it. And it's still five minutes. And so you did that. Fun. You were at the Castro Theater and you did that. Yeah, yeah. I did the Castro Theater awesome. um, once. Um, Beautiful theater. Because I won. Yeah, great theater. Um, I won once out of like the eight times I've wow. been on stage. Fantastic. Um, and then, but working with the big organization, they have a pitch line. So you can call in and do a two-minute pitch on a story you want to so do. you don't even have to actually be through this process it's no no oh, no you, this this I is thought this, that was like the, yeah, the, the minor leagues of it and then you get called up but that's i mean so so like it is kind of like when i ended up talking to like my producer and director like she was like oh yeah we knew who you were because you were fucking doing this shit for like <laughs> two years right like we we think like the main organization gets all the recordings and like the podcast will have so your stuff name from, right. like, the open we, was there we have a file yeah. on you yeah yeah, yeah. they're like they're like well, we've been keeping an eye on you and i was like okay cool that's like i'm glad that this work uh paid off in some degree. So but like awesome. they wouldn't but then i i had a specific story that i wanted to tell which was like i don't it's know amazing. i'm like it's i walk with the fucking yeah, amazing I, yeah sorry go ahead i didn't thanks. mean to interrupt you um but yeah like i wanted to talk i like i walk with a cane and i'm like disabled and um i think a lot of the stories that get told especially in this format is what the directors call like the i got sick but i got better stories which is like oh no i got sick and then like i got better and like or i discovered something about myself right? yeah yeah right. yeah and and I wanted to tell stories of being like, what the fuck happens after, right? Like, what happens when you, like, I don't know, when... When it's a permanent thing. In, yeah, when it's a permanent thing and you have to live with it. And it's like, it, it, the story doesn't end, right? And so I wanted to tell a story of, like, about the grind of it all, right? And, like, and, uh, yeah. And I just pitched it like that. It wasn't super, like, it wasn't a super, like, put together pitch it was just like hey i like wanted to talk about this thing i walk with a cane like i commute on bart and like it's weird and it's hard and like i love doing it because i love bart and i love like being in like public transit spaces and people watching but it's also just like one of those things that like you get tired at the end of yeah. the day right and 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 yeah like one and then like somebody hit me up like responded to my pitch was just like yeah we would love to like hear about it and then i like wrote up a story and then we like work workshopped it once or twice and then like they're like yeah like we're coming to san francisco come and like perform at the herbst theater <laughs> right and i was like oh okay cool <laughs> right like that sounds great and like so like those those nights are they bring in five storytellers from across the country and then um and it's like one theme and it, the stories are like 12 minutes and like much longer and like the tickets are more expensive right now like it's just like a much more serious show um and it was like fun i did i did three or four shows and you got to travel time. around right yeah i went to boston um, all paid like I they paid for all that shit yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's amazing and dude i this that was like that was the first like you know 
paid speaking gig that I've ever done. Wow. Oh, so you also got paid for it. I didn't realize you also got paid for it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, they, they, they I mean, because it's like, you don't want to yeah, take a person's art. Totally. Yeah, that's, no, that's I, art. I'm glad they did that. But I'm, I was just impressed. I didn't realize they paid you. I was just impressed that they flew you across the country so you can, yeah, yeah. You can essentially like do multiple versions of it. And the way you described yeah. it to me is like they basically recorded three versions of it and they picked the best one. And then they yeah. put one on the air and, and, and they put that yeah. on, on actual, on the radio, not just on their website, right? Yeah, they, no, no, they put it on the radio. That's wow. like, yeah, like I had, I mean, it's, it's fucking yeah, it's sick, pretty right? cool because I crazy. had, like, I had a bunch of, I had a bunch of friends who, um, like I hadn't heard from in a long time who were just like, dude, was that you on the radio? <laughs> like, and I was like, oh yeah, that's, that's, that was me. That's cool. And I was like, you know. Yeah, you have a very distinct cool. voice. I could pick it out of a lineup, but the story was beautiful. The story, uh, if I can paraphrase, it was basically your viewpoint on on how you went from um, essentially having to walk down three flights of stairs on a BART station because the fucking elevators and the escalators were broken, which is very typical, at, at least in San Francisco at this one particular station. It's always <laughs> broken. And how people essentially were trying to be helpful but ended up being really fucking annoying. And then it basically you gave like a whole spectrum of humanity, how people are, are you know – want to help some people are assholes some people want to get to get home and i love that line about they want to go home and and watch their precious netflix <laughs> it's just, dude, there's my so, precious there's so much your yeah your your timing was just impeccable i could i can feel it when the jokes were coming because you just kind of had a great pace about it mm. and then comedic timing like yeah yeah the timing was just yeah. amazing kudos to you man that was it was such a beautiful story and and i actually learned something about you. you i didn't realize how you became disabled. I had no fucking clue because hmm. we never spoke about it. I didn't know. Yeah, it's, yeah. So at the, in the recording, I don't know when you recorded it, but you said it happened like seven or eight years ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I that was after freshman year of college. Damn. I've had this condition in my entire life, but like I've been, I grew up relatively like normal, right? right. Um, being able to like run and I was never super athletic, but I was just uh, right. But yeah, like um, the acute stuff, the stuff that like was the big change happened basically as an adult, which is crazy. Also an interesting, other interesting like perspective on where it's like, yeah, it's interesting because disability as an identity is always, it's only, people only bond over it as a community because of the fact that like the world is not made for you, yeah. right? But like the stories are super different, yeah. right? And like there are so many people who like you know still deal with it in very different ways and i've i mean again storytelling a big part was like i wanted to control my own narrative right like yeah. i wanted to control how i saw it but then also in doing it so for myself how others saw it and like and um yeah like a lot of it time was just like kind of like therapy going and getting on a stage i bet so uh speaking of controlling the narrative what a great segue mm -hmm. this is going to be for your yeah. for your next for your next adventure, right? Yeah. This is this is unbelievable. This to me is like the most amazing thing. So so tell Nick and and the rest of our four listeners uh, <laughs> <laughs> what what you have uh, in store for next. While I get a beverage, I'll be right back. You want to talk? Sure, sure. Um, I so yeah, like I'm the during COVID like. I basically did all the storytelling stuff and really enjoyed it. And then I 
during COVID, I was like, oh, like, I'm really not enjoying my job. I'm like kind of just going through the motions. Um, and then uh, and then I was like, I really want to tell stories. I really want to write. And so I like started looking into like grad school programs that will let you do that. Right. And a big piece of it was like, oh, like creative writing programs. Actually, a lot of them are funded throughout the country. And like you get paid to go to school and i was like oh that sounds cool and so i applied to grad school and now i'm like gonna go to grad school for a master like an mfa in like creative nonfiction, right and it's like and a lot not, of and not and not just any school not just any school the fucking school all right what's no what do you mean all right why are you being modest no 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 i mean i'm just i'm i'm i mean i'm just i'm not like i'm not about to be like yeah dude. what school okay fine, what are you talking fine. About? i'll Very say good. it i'll be your hype man go ahead where are you going yeah. aaron so yeah, I'm going to the university. I'm going to University of Iowa for um, it's it's a really random school if you don't know like writing, but it's like the kind of first, the OG it is the like, shit. Um, really, it's yeah, it's the yes. OG like writing program. How many right? people and, are accepted a year, Aaron, to this program? Uh, well, I think that there were like maybe like. 300 applicants this year for my specific part of the program and like eight whoa people were accepted. and and so it's um it's it's like again it it i got very fortunate i think it's always like kind of a crapshoot um and so um but yeah that's I, great I good, good for you uh, good luck it's cool and 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 you, yeah, the, the other thing that was really amazing is that it's a it's a three-year program three year yeah but what happens year. in the last year like it's yeah the last year so this is like what's unique about iowa in and of itself because most programs are two years but iowa does a third year where they just let you write a book for a year they just like pay you to write a book um and or like write a senior thesis and uh, most of the time it's like a book length thing which is like 120 to 250 pages right and um and yeah it's like it's it's interesting because as I'm like wrestling with this big change in my life, like a lot of what I have used to always kind of the, the, the old ways I used to always direct my life in is, has always been like, what am I going to accomplish? And like, it's really nice to have like three years to be like, I'm going to go explore this thing. Yeah. And if I don't like it at the end of the three years, I can either go back and do like tech stuff or, you know, yeah, go of do course, something of course. different and trying to like approach writing. They're giving you space um, and, 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 and yeah, a system give, to learn this shit. And it's, it's yeah. yeah, that is great. That is, that's fantastic. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. I, I keep telling my wife when I retire, I want to go to cooking school. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Spent a couple of years not? learning how to cook, you know, and just, and just like yeah. learn formally, you know, why the fuck? Why not? not? Yeah. It, it brings you joy. It brings you passion. Except that when you go to cooking school, you're going to be paying for it. Aaron is just fucking going for free. <laughs> Isn't that well, I have also had my entire life to save up so I can, you know, Fair have some options. Fair enough. Fair I'm an old man. I'm an old man. Remember okay. that. <laughs> It's unbelievable, but you can't tell because he's got beautiful hair and he's wearing a hat right <laughs> now. But Aaron, I'm I'm so fucking excited for you, yeah, man. Like, it's I, really I, amazing. this is just the most incredible, such a great opportunity. Like when a, do you start? Like a, 
Start in the fall. I start. I'm like driving oh from California to Iowa in 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 August. That's so I'm cool. Gonna, be, gonna do it with my family, which is gonna be yeah. terrible. But oh, really? They're coming with you? Yeah, I'm doing. It's <laughs> what a terrible start. Actually, it's a perfect way to start because it's like once you get there, oh. you just cannot fucking wait to be left alone. Yeah, Please. yeah, yeah. Just be like, oh, oh that's my genius God. move. Yeah. I've I've done that cross country drive with my parents once before. Really. Not terrible. Yeah. Where'd you go? I, when I when I came back. What were the highlights? What were the highlights? Louis, oh, the highlights. This is this is the story that I that got kicked off my storytelling career, which was oh, nice. the highlight was going to Denver. This was 2015, and you know my mom was like, "Oh, I want to go see all these cities that I will never go see if we didn't have a chance to." And I was like, "Oh yeah, we can go to Denver. It'll be fun." And this was like right after Denver legalized me, <laughs> right? And like we're like two days into hangout in Denver, and my mom's like, we're like running. I don't know. There's not a lot of shit to do in Denver. Denver, like <laughs> if you don't want to go hiking, and my parents like never want to go hiking, right? And like, and so we're like hanging out in downtown, and she's like, "Isn't weed legal here?" And I'm like uh like i know obviously weed's legal here but i'm not like trying to like hang out and like smoke weed with my parents or like i, I don't know it's just you never know what's happening yeah with that, right and and then i was like yeah i think so like I, I guess maybe and then it's like i don't follow that kind of news or whatever um and, <laughs> i believe that's called play, like, you played dumb i believe that's what that's yeah called. yeah right, yeah right, yeah right. that's that yeah and then and then my mom's like can we just so anyone can just walk into one of these weed stores and i was like yeah yeah well technically it's called a dispensary and like, whatever <laughs> right um and and then she was like oh like can we go and i was like yeah sure and like you know pull out yelp because again right that's where you find your like fucking drug dealers now um and <laughs> uh and um and yeah like we went and it was like one of those like new age apple stores of yep. weed right with like the nice like marble tables mm -hmm. and like little ipad describing all the different strains and shit and like it was great and um and like my mom's wandering around and she's like smelling the jars and she's like this smells like the she's like smells she this smells like the green tea i have at home right. and i was like that's great right and like they're expecting to and it's really eye-opening it's like they're expecting to see all these like seedy like right. hippy dippy like drug people right but like there's like three businessmen in suits yep. like an old white guy and like like a, like young like woman in like ath like athleisure clothing <laughs> right and all of the like people all the bud tenders are in like nice polos and like right. being super helpful do you call them bud right? tenders and, I mean, yeah, that's that's not oh what my they're God. called. How Are you, you serious? Yeah, yeah. How do you live? I've never in heard Berkeley that before. And not... I've never heard yeah, that before. That's yeah. ridiculous. I, I, All right. I, anyway, I, I, well, hold yeah. on. I have a short little story. I was in Las Vegas, and I went, yeah. and it, weed is legal yeah. there. And I went to a yeah. uh, dis, dispensary, and it was yeah, it was like um, I can't even describe it. It was it was neon magic. It was just like. <laughs> Wait, well, how high were you when you walked no, in? No, no, I just got off the plane. Um, no, no, but it was oh, it was oh. absolutely intense. So it was, how it was high like glass <laughs> cases? Oh, like five thousand feet, bitches! Uh, uh, right. Yeah. Uh, I went into the yeah, yeah. They, they come in all different styles. There's like crunchy ones. There's ones that look like the old west, like an old saloon. Oh, there's like right, woodsy right, right, ones. Right. There's like these apple store yeah, yeah. looking ones. Apple store looking ones. No, I mean, yeah, that, those are those. And yeah. that's the one that Aaron's describing. And yeah, there's a lot of those, but and they're like you know, and they charge more. As, yeah. as you would imagine uh yeah. they're like and it's a business decision what are we gonna how can we charge the most for this shit that's available everywhere yep. well let's make it re a really high-end experience yes. and, and here that's you go right. yeah all right so so what happened with mom did she try it 
Well, so yeah, the mom's like, oh, and then we kind of start like, the conversation starts to go in the direction of like, this saleswoman is like selling her on this idea, right? And my mom's like, oh, I don't like smoking. Like smoking's gross. And she's like, well, we got all these cookie options, right? And like, <laughs> and she's like, there's like snickerdoodles and like, like a 10 milligram snickerdoodle. There's a 10 milligram like chocolate chip cookie. There's a little like truffles and stuff. And I'm like in the corner being like, yo, like, let's do this, <laughs> right? And like, we are this close to being like, pull, for, for the lady like pulling something out from the back. And like, and mom's like, okay, I don't want to do this in Denver. I want to do this back in my house in California. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, we'll do that. And then you can tell dad's like not super happy with this. And, um, and he's like kind of looking for reasons. And I'm like, no, this sounds perfectly safe. This is perfectly like planned. Like I'll, I'll babysit you. Like you, you probably, anyways. And, and then, and then dad goes, wait. We're gonna have to drive across state lines with this. Smart. Cookie, that's right. right. That's very smart. And they, yeah. And he goes, "That's breaking federal law." Right? That's right. And then, like, and then mom goes, "Oh, right, yeah." And, and that was so it. She like was like, "No, I guess." Yeah. And then oh. and then I was just like, like in the back of my mind, I was just like, "Bitch, if we like get fucking pulled over, I'll just eat the fucking cookie, <laughs> right? Like, like I'll just eat the evidence and like, right? Like it's just that's like right. I'll just be high that's for right. the next like, like." four hours and like i'll be able to handle my shit right but like i can't do that because that'll be like very much admitting that i like can handle my shit and like you know anyways but yeah that's how it ended but like fucking fast forward like a year or two i'm like out at dinner and i like never try to get um my mom to like try weed again and i get this text from my sister that's just like dude, mom and I are, like, high off of weed mints, like, in the house right now. And I was just like, what? Like, why was I not invited to this? And, and like, yeah, and it was just hilarious because, I don't know. So now like, mom smokes blunts. Well, Where does this end? No? No? No, 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 no that's just it. That was well, it? Bullshit. The, the story, Bullshit. The, if she no, had cookies yeah. and she liked them, she must have cookies again. She didn't like it. She didn't like it? Well, it's also, she, she it's also one of those things where, like, I don't know, like, it sounds like you guys have experienced your fair share of inebriation in your life, right? Where you know... I would say that's correct. (laughs) 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 Two very different approaches. One's just, I'm a dad and I don't do that anymore. And one's just like, yeah, dude, you got me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, But, like, a lot of the time, like, she doesn't know what it's like to be very drunk. She doesn't know right. what it's like. She, like, doesn't know what it feels like. And so right. a lot of the time she isn't aware. And right. so it was funny because Erica was just like, yeah, she was hella high. But also <laughs> she didn't real think she was. Right. So she was just like, but she was just like eating snacks and like just like shoveling <laughs> snacks. You just want to make sure the snacks my aren't more, like, you know weed snacks yeah <laughs> just more weed snacks but i could tell you a thing or two about that it was funny yeah yeah just being like oh shit what did i just eat um but yeah i mean that's how it ended i was, I was talking to my mom about shrooms or <gasps> slowly not not her doing them just the being okay with the fact that you they're know, uh they're, they're legal now right or at least there's in yeah. some state of of, of state yeah, they're decriminalized, and there's like a weird church in Oakland that sells. No, no, uh, something just happened in the state assembly or some shit that passed them. Uh, yeah, some new kind of hurdle got passed, and it's like includes uh, okay. like includes like MDMA and includes 
um, ketamine, ketamine, LSD, really? mushrooms. Yeah. Impressive. Yeah. Ketamine. It turns out not just for a fun time. Go figure. Right. <laughs> um, well, yeah. well, well, Aaron, I am super excited for your future. I can't wait to read your material and, and learn more about all the shit that you're up to. Yeah, you're, it should you're, be fun. You're such a fabulous, interesting fellow, and, and I love every time I talk to you. I, I just mm. I just love it so much. I'm so excited for you. I always I always need more Tony in my life. Absolutely. I need more Aaron in my night. You know, you go you go do your writing thing. You know, you might put the uh, the trumpet in the back burner for a while, like your Mando. Sure, sure. But you know, we yeah. we go we go jamming. We we set up a little busking station somewhere in like Powell Bart. Once they get their fucking elevators fixed, we do a little a little duet, a little trumpet duet. Get some money. Yeah, I got you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's well, great. Well, thank you so much for for joining us on our show today. It's, you've been yeah, yeah. You've been delightful. I hope it wasn't too painful. Oh, ah, it was a natural, absolute are natural. Gonna, are you gonna listen? To, are you gonna listen to the show, Aaron? I might like ask you how to ed- do sound editing, <laughs> and then we can we can listen. Oh, to you want to get like a, a like, tech background? Like, All right. Oh, as, like, that's as, a great like, idea. As, like, uh, yeah, no, yeah, we got like lots a, of tips. Like we should we should live stream the edit, the edit. <laughs> we will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, all right, Aaron. Dude, you guys know how to do the do the new new age of yeah, media. Yeah, right. yeah, that's right. We're content creators. Well, thank you again, Aaron. And and we will see you all next week. Bye, everybody. All right, bye-bye. bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thanks. <laughs>